Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, today we have another listener request, so let's give that a listen. Hello Todd, this is your brother Eric. I'm driving in like what is a windstorm right now, so you might hear that. I had a question um, or just a topic that I'm interested in hearing about. Comic books. I don't think you'll have a problem filling 30 to 40 minutes worth of comic book talk, but I'd like to hear about it. Have a wonderful day. So, comic books, you say. Um, yes, I can probably fill an episode there. Um, I guess it depends if we're just talking comic books in general, or comic books specific to me and my history in collecting said comic books. Uh, I'm going to go option two this go around. Um, no doubt interspersed with various just general opinions as well. Um, so let's, let's, let's hit this. Um, so comic books, uh, I enjoy comic books. Uh, I've all, all, always enjoyed comic books, I guess. Um, shock and surprise, my tale of comic tree starts with, um, the Star Wars comic book, shock and surprise to no one at all ever. Um, after the, the movies came out, the original trilogy dropped. Actually, I think it was even prior, it was prior to, it was after the first movie dropped back in the, uh, you know, late seventies. Um, a new hope came out before they called it a new hope, (laughs) um, back when it was just Star Wars, uh, Marvel comics picked up the, uh, the license to, to produce Star Wars comics, um, Clearly, this was far before I was able to, you know, I was old enough to read or acquire comic books, but that, that's when that all started. Um, in fact, uh, this number is no doubt wrong, but seems approximately correct. I want to say it was probably around episode 50 or, or, or issue 50 or 60 something, uh, is when I got my first Star Wars comic. Um, I remember it, uh, fairly distinctly, um... I would have been, I don't know, six or seven years old, um, and we were at the, the IGA food market, um, in the Coleraine area, up when, up when we lived, uh, out in the woods, um, doing the, the weekly grocery trip, and it happened to catch my eye on the, uh, the magazine and comic rack there, uh, in the in the grocery store, uh, a thing that said Star Wars, and I went over and snatched that bad boy up and was flipping through it, and it was fantastic, uh, and I managed to somehow con, um, con my parents into getting it for me, uh, back when comic books cost less than a buck, um, I'd have to do research, um, and find out what the actual cover price was, but I, I want to say probably like 50 cents, 50, 60 cents, something like that, um, and I just enjoyed the crap out of that, uh, because, you know, it was Star Wars. Now, the, the Star Wars comic, um, was, generally speaking, not self-contained stories within each, each issue. It was, it was somewhat of a serialized, uh, sort of a thing, where, you know, each, 
each issue was a, a portion of the story, uh, a longer arc. So, you know, of course the one I, I picked up first was like in the middle of a story. Um, and was a little confusing because of that, but you know, it had, it had, you know, Han and Leia and Luke and, and, you know, the familiar characters in it. And so therefore it was, it was, it was legit Star Wars. I was, I was all about it. Um, the other difficulty, um, in my young comic enjoying experience, um, you know, they came out monthly and like I said, they were serialized, but if I didn't happen to be at the grocery when they had the next episode, next issue out, uh, or if I couldn't, you know, swindle the, the 50, 60 cents out of my parents to get the next one, there would be gaps. Um, and it wouldn't be until far later in life that I would start to acquire them, you know, in order, um, or at least, you know, get old issues that were in sequence to where I could finally get the full stories. Uh, there was a lot of filling in the gaps mentally, uh, based on context clues, etc. uh, that had to happen. Uh, but nevertheless, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I would say probably prior to that, I mean, that was the first comic book I recall owning, um, there were comics prior to that. Um, I remember having seen, um, and possibly acquired, but they didn't register as much, so I don't think they count. Um, Richie Rich, Casper the Ghost. Uh, there may have been like a, a Donald Duck or a Mickey Mouse comic book um, at one point. Um, I remember the church that we went to had a, had a small room uh, that they used as a library uh, that had, you know, a book, Bibles and concordances and, and, you know, miscellaneous other, you know, Christian books, but they also had, uh, had comics and I can't remember if they were just, uh, you know, Archie and Jughead and, and, and those sorts of comics, just those were, were pure enough back in the day to count or, or if they were special Christian editions of Archie and the gang, um, but I remember those existing and having seen those. Um, but again, the one the one that 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 got it all started for me was was Star Wars issue, you know, like fifty one or, or whatever it was, um, which was which was pretty awesome and pretty rad. And like I said, you know, despite the the sporadic acquisition and and. Um, hit or miss serialization in, in the store, getting the full story, uh, still, still very good stuff, um, the art was, was, was very quality, um, the stories by that stage were, were pretty good, um, and I guess, let me, let me, let me take a little step forward in my personal timeline, but, but backwards in time, as far as the comic book is concerned, in that, uh, you know, eventually, uh, when I was in high school, I want to say, um, is when I actually started, you know, officially collecting comic books. Like, I would get some, you know, some Star Wars comics, uh, you know, throughout my young life, just by happenstance at the, you know, the grocery store or what have you. Uh, but it wasn't until I was in high school, uh, that I started actually collecting comics, like going to actual comic book stores, um, and comic book, uh, conventions, um, 
you know, where you had access to, you know, a wide variety of back issues and can start to, you know, fill in the holes in your collection. Um, which I then did, um, you know, and, and went to try and, you know, get all of the, you know, the old issues and get caught up. Because um, I want to say by the time, by the time I actually started collecting comics, Marvel no longer produced uh, Star Wars comics. The, the run had finished. I think they ended up with like a hundred and some uh, issues all told. Um, it was after the, the original trilogy had been, you know, out in theaters and they had adaptations of all, all three of the films. And then a whole bunch of stories that took place in between. Um, side note, the, the Marvel comics did took, took an interesting turn uh, post-Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, what with the Empire gone, you needed a new bad guy. Um, and I can't remember the details because it's been a while. Um, but they introduced a, you know, a, a new race of, of, you know, bad guys from beyond the edge of the galaxy who, you know, crossed over and, and were trying to take over that the, you know, the, the rebellions, the, the, the rebels who are now the new Republic had to try and fend off, um, without getting into a whole thing, uh, as I understand it in the, the books in, uh, you know, the, the novelizations that came post, uh, you know, a good long time after the Battle of Endor, uh, they did a sim similar thing with the, the Yuzenbong, which was a whole different way of doing it. Um, I didn't care for either really. Not the point. We're, we're, we're getting off track here. Um, but I went back and collected, you know, as many of those as I could. And I, 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 I'm sad to say I never completed the, the collection of Star Wars comics. I never, I can't say that at any point I ever had, you know, every one of them. Uh, I had a good chunk though. I'd, I'd say I was down to about, you know, two dozen or so missing, uh, issues when it was all said and done before I, I lost the collection. And we'll come back to that point later as well. Um, but to go back to what I was originally trying to get to in the, in that the story quality by the time I was reading them as they were being released was, was pretty good. Um, looking at the ones from right after the movie came out, oh boy, uh, those were, those were interesting, uh, you know, because they had like six issues that were, you know, basically comic book versions of the first Star Wars movie, uh, you know, from, start there on, on, uh, the Corellian Corvette being captured and Princess Leia taken, uh, you know, all the way through to the destruction of the Death Star, all in comics form, all, all, all pretty good. Uh, but then they had to, you know, continue the story when there was no, you know, movie or novel to go with. Um, so they had to kind of make it up. Uh, you know, sometimes they did all right and sometimes they didn't. I remember there was one one particular uh, piece of the series there where I believe it was it was Han and Chewie on some planet and for some reason they had to gather they, they, they parted ways from, from Luke and Leia and, the, and the, the rebels and they had to you know gather a, a group of people to defend some some local village from some warlord or something like I said it's been a while uh, but the thing that, that sticks out in my brain is that one of the people that they recruited was, uh, how do I put this nicely? 
what certainly appeared to be a lady of the night, shall we say? Uh, and I'm not talking vampires. Um, you know, she was she was dressed in in you know a certain type of clothing and, and carried herself a certain way. Uh, and she and Han knew each other from at some point in his seedy past, uh, and that was weird. There was a a you know five foot tall green rabbit creature um, who had a ridiculous name if memory serves um, who joined forces with them there was a a, a Jedi-esque person it was a, a Don Quixote type uh, type character who thought he was a Jedi even though he wasn't really um, whose name was a ridiculous respelling of it was like Don Juan Quixote or some nonsense. Like it, it was pretty. It was pretty uh, out there and, and a little juvenile um, and, and not terribly enjoyable because it was kind of so corny. Um, but after a while, after you know, after a few issues, they kind of got their writing act together and it turned out to be good stuff. Um, and like I said, all told, the, the series ran, I want to say, like 107 issues, um, which largely were good stuff. Um, I, I, I enjoyed those. Um, I was never a big uh, superhero comic sort of guy. Um, and I guess I should also say that, you know, in the, the Marvel versus DC uh, sort of nerd argument that often happens... Uh, I don't have strong feelings. I mean, it's, it's not the hill I want to die on. But generally speaking, I tend to prefer Marvel over DC. Um, for a variety of reasons. Um, and in, uh, I'll be honest, a fair part of it probably has to do with having started off with Marvel when they had the Star Wars license. Um, you know, but, but... And a few of the other comics that I enjoyed were also... Uh, part of the Marvel group, as opposed to the DC, uh, end of things. Um, you know, I remember as a, as a young person having, uh, there was one issue in particular of a, I want to say it was a Spider-Man comic that also heavily featured Daredevil, both of whom I thought were pretty, pretty groovy characters. Um, you know, I, it's just that I just tended to go towards Marvel. Uh, but never, never really too super big on this, the superhero end of things. Um, which is kind of hard to really explain per se. It just wasn't, wasn't necessarily what I was into. Um, you know, guys running around in, in, you know, um, body suits with, with special powers fighting crime is fine. I don't have anything against it. It just wasn't really the, the direction I was into for the most part. Um, at least not in the traditional sense. Like, a lot of my friends were all, you know, all about the X-Men. And I was like, mm, the X-Men are fine. I got nothing against the X-Men. Uh, but, uh, whatever, you know. Um, you know, Batman is okay. Uh, Superman is a whole tangent that I'm just not really keen to get into because I... I hate Superman. I think Superman is annoying. Um, having a character who can basically just do anything, you know, 
and, and is, you know, indestructible save for, but, you know, kryptonite and can fly and see through things and shoot laser beams and whatever. Like, it's too much. It, it you know, at a certain point, you're, you're no longer, you know, a superhero. You're some sort of demigod. Um, and, you know, in order for a story to be interesting, there has to be some, some element of risk. And if you can just, you know, cruise in faster than your speeding bullet and fly in and beat the crap out of whoever and there's like no chance of you having anything meaningful happen to you uh, I'm less interested I guess um, I don't know uh, I guess I should also point out that for the most part all of my comic experience uh, exists in a world before comic book movies were a thing um you know, when when the fellas would get all about their X-Men and their comics, all I knew was what I saw on the front covers and what they talked about. Like, there were no X-Men movies. Uh, you know, Batman, the the original Batman with, uh, was it Michael Keaton? Like, that was the Batman movie. Like, there was, you know, pro other than that, there was the Adam West Batman on TV, which is not even remotely close to, you know the comic book or any other iteration. I mean, it was fun. I watched it. Um, there was a fair bit of it that I didn't get as an extremely young person. Uh, but it was fun and cartoony and, and whatever. Um, I guess the Superman, the, the Christopher Reeves Supermans were out. But just wasn't wasn't necessarily, you know, my thing. Um, and by the time I got, actually got into comics, um, it just didn't, didn't radiate towards superhero. Um, like I said, I collected Star Wars. Um, trying to think of what else I, I got. Um, I guess the closest to, um, superhero that I would have gotten was, I was a huge fan of Deathlock. Uh, back in the 90s, there was a run of Deathlock comics. Um, that was pretty solid. Uh, but even then, I would have a hard time portraying that as superhero. Um, I mean, the basic premise was that, um, there's a guy, I believe he was a researcher, like he wasn't even like a soldier, uh, uh, some cybernetics researcher, um, discovered that they were trying to make these, you know, cyborg implants to make these, you know, really awesome soldiers. And he was a pacifist and was not into that and was going to, you know, do some whistleblowing and they ended up offing him and putting his brain into the thing to turn him into this death machine. It was, it was an interesting story, um, you know, about a, a pacifist who was, you know, locked in the body of a war machine and, you know, had all sorts of weapons and, and cool stuff he could do, but opted not to because he was, you know, a pacifist and had to solve his problems other ways, uh, even though he had, you know, very easy means of solving these problems, uh, you know, at his disposal due to being, you know, a hunter-killer cyborg dude. Um, I thought, I thought that was, that was an interesting, um, sort of tale. Um, they also had a run, uh, of comics in the late, Marvel put out a thing in the, again, late early, somewhere in the 90s, I don't know, again, I don't have references offhand to, to point this out, uh, but they were the 2099 series, uh, where they took, um, various, uh, comic book folk and sort of projected them forward 
into the year 2099. So there was Spider-Man 2099, Hulk 2099, there's the X-Men, uh, Punisher, uh, Doctor Doom somehow got to be in 2099 and was a good guy. Um, and then there was a character they created just for that one that, that had no, you know, common era counterpart. I believe it was Ravage. Um, which were good. I'd say those were probably also fairly close to, you know, um, superhero for me. But they were, like, in the far future. Uh, so it was like a twist on it. I don't know. There was also a part of me in that era that just was not a big fan of doing anything that other people were doing. Um, I was one of those super annoying non-conformist type people who wouldn't do things just because that's what everyone else was doing. Um, even if I might have enjoyed it. One of those sort of, you know, annoying teen attributes. Um, so those were, I mean, those were superhero, but they weren't the common everyday, you know, superhero things. And I wasn't going to be a part of, you know, that mass media nonsense or whatever the hell was going through my head at the time. Um, so I collected some of those. Um, like I said, I guess the comic book thing really started to kick off. Uh, you know, I was in high school. Uh, there was a comic book store in Bridgeport uh, that you could go to that also sold gaming stuff, which was a big, big revelation um, to my world. Uh, it was the first, I think it was the first game store I'd ever been in. Uh, you know, game store as in place that sold, you know, role-playing books and dice. And, you know, typically they also sell comic books. Uh, it was a place where you could go and get Magic the Gathering cards uh, you know, that sort of a thing. And we didn't really have that in the Valley, uh, for the longest time. Uh, like if you, you wanted RPG manuals, you had to go to the, the mall to Kohl's or Walden books. Uh, you know, you wanted comics, <clears throat> same thing. Uh, or maybe, you know, like I said, you could find them in the magazine aisle at the grocery store or what have you. Um, you know, polyhedral dice. I, I got lucky in that the toy store in town happened to have some. <laughs> that we could make that happen. Um, but it being a full-on, you know, comic bookstore, which also sold, you know, gaming stuff, uh, you know, that got me in the door, and I'm like, oh, comics, yeah, I remember, I have some of these. Oh, you can actually get back issues? Oh, crap, they're making new Star Wars comics? I'm into this. Um, and so, after I got a job, um, and actually had money that would allow me to, you know, buy such things, uh, the comic book store, you know, existing that it did, uh, I, I was in there quite a bit, um, picking up stuff, uh, I was for a short while there, one of those guys that would get the, uh, you know, the monthly catalog, um, of all the stuff that was coming out, and there were order forms you could fill out, and basically you could order your next batch of comics, you know, at the comic book store, and they would, you know, get them and sort of set them aside for you. It was like a subscription service uh, sort of thing. Um, and that opened up, you know, some avenues to, you know, the, the new stuff that was coming out and sort of tried some things out. Uh, that also that then led to um, learning of the existence of comic book shows and conventions. Um, which... In the Ohio Valley at that time, largely consisted of, okay, a bunch of comic book shops got together, rented out, you know, the ballroom at the local motel, whatever, 
set up a bunch of tables and set out their long boxes of, you know, back issues and charged folks, you know, $5 to get in to, you know, this, you know, makeshift pop-up mega comic book store. It's really what it amounted to. Um, which was fine because I was, I was a big fan of that. Um, at that point, uh, in my life, um, Mary and I were an item, um, the, the woman who would eventually, uh, you know, mother my first child and be my first, uh, ex-wife. Um, and she had a car and was also into comics, although a completely different type of comic than I was. Uh, she was more into, uh, sort of the, the manga Japanese comic book end of things that I was. Um, but nevertheless, we would go to these shows, um, you know, and I'd have my checklist of, you know, issues that I was missing from the Star Wars and look around and, and get some of those. Um, there were trading, there were a bunch of trading cards, like Marvel trading cards, that I didn't have all of them, but for some reason, if there was a character that had fire, I would pick up their cards for some reason. Uh, you know, so like the Phoenix, uh, Johnny Blaze, um, you know, Ghost Rider, you know, if they had fire on their, in, as part of their costume or whatever, I would pick the, I don't know what my deal was. I don't know. I was young and dumb and had more money than brains. Um, but, uh, one of the, the finds from one of those was, you know, cause you, you they, they'd have all the back issues. They're all out, you know, organized, um, you know, and in bags with backer boards and all that stuff. Um, you know, and they would, I mean, the secondary market for old comics is, is an interesting thing in that, you know, oh yeah, the cover price for this is 60 cents, but you know, to actually buy this particular comic book is going to cost you, you know, $14 because it's in, you know, mint condition and it's super old and whatever. Um, so, you know, you had your little pocket, uh, you know, current version of what all the comics actually cost uh, on hand as you were going through stuff. Uh, but they also had like the bargain boxes, like, okay, these are comics that are not moving. We don't expect to move. We just want to get rid of them. You know, here's the dollar box. Um, and that's how I discovered Alien Legion. Uh, which, uh, I forget what comic company put it out. I want to say it was a, a subsidiary of Marvel. Um, but it's a sci-fi comic that's all about, you know, a ragtag, um, group of a wide variety of aliens that are part of this, you know, galactic, um, sort of army defending, you know, folks against the evil Harkalons. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but it was good. It was good, good, uh, good story, good tales, good sci-fi stuff. Um, they were largely sort of self-contained, um, pieces as memory serves. Uh, and like I said, I got like almost the entire run for like a buck a piece, uh, which was pretty awesome. Um, as tends to happen as I get older and try to reclaim portions of my youth, uh, I actually released, uh, most, if not all of them as omnibus editions, as, as sort of graphic novels, uh, which I almost picked up in physical form, um, this past summer, uh, and then found out that they have them on the Kindle, um, for 
easier and cheaper and picked those up and reread through those. And, and, you know, they, they, I dare say they pretty much hold up. I mean, you know, it was good stuff. Um, let's see. We've talked about the comic books that I collected. Um, I've talked about Marvel versus DC. I've bitched about Superman. Uh, I've talked about comic shows. I guess the reason I don't have comics anymore, we'll, 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 we'll cut to that real quick. Because, uh, like I said, I, I, I became something of a collector. Um, not quite the same style of collecting as, you know, many of my contemporaries. But I still had a pretty good collection. Um, and, you know, when you're a collector, your comics aren't just, you know, magazines loosely, you know, in, set in a pile somewhere. Uh, you know, you get what are basically plastic baggies that they go into. Uh, and backer boards, which are, you know, acid-free special pieces of, you know, cardboard that go behind them so they don't get bent, um, and you've got boxes that you, you know, pile these all into and store them in, uh, I had, like, two or three long boxes full of comics, um, between all the Star Wars, because, uh, you know, Marvel stopped producing Star Wars, but Dark Horse Comics started producing Star Wars, uh, comics, so, between the, the, um, Alien Legions and the Star Wars and the Deathlocks and the 2099 stuff and just miscellaneous whatnots that I would pick up because uh, it looked interesting to me. Uh, I had like two or three of those long boxes. Um, which uh, stayed at my parents' house while I was in the Navy. Actually, while I was in college, while I was in the Navy. Because that's not something you want to ship around. Um, when I got out of the Navy, um, I don't think I, 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 I grabbed them immediately. Um, I think I, I, at one point I went home and boxed them up such that I could get them, you know, sent, you know, I like UPS them to myself, um, which was fine and good. Um, they're pretty heavy, and they're, you know, pretty, like, they're, like, I don't know, like, four-foot-long boxes, uh, you know, if you took a stack of comic books and stacked them four-foot-long and put a cardboard box around it, that's how big they were and how heavy they were, um, but eventually they made their way to Florida, where I was, and, uh, eventually I left Florida with nothing but, you know, two suitcases full of stuff. Um, so I don't know what ultimately, uh, befell as the fate of those comic books. Um, I'd like to think that they, you know, took them to a comic book store and sold them and got money out of them as opposed to just, you know, throwing them into a heaping, uh, bonfire in spite. Um, probably a 50-50 either way, um, and in either case, I no longer have any of them, um, and as is typical for me, um, you know, having put so much time and energy and money into putting that collection together in the first place, um, I'm not necessarily real keen on redoing that a second time, like, I'm pretty much no longer a comic book collector, <laughs> Uh, which is, which is fine. Um, you know, I enjoyed all of those comics at the time that I had them. 
uh, you know, for what they were, uh, you know, I, I, cause it wasn't, oh, I'm buying a comic and immediately goes into this, you know, hermetically sealed bag. It's like, oh no, I'm going to sit and read this thing. I'll put it in the bag and stuff to keep it nice so I can read it again later. But like, it wasn't like an investment for me. Um, I've never been that kind of guy in terms of the comics. Um, but like I said, I, I got a good, all the enjoyment out of those comics that I was likely going to anyway. Um, and nowadays we have the technology to, to, you know, let me enjoy comics without necessarily physically acquiring said comics and having to, you know, keep and store them and treat them nice and so on and so forth. Uh, like I said, I've gotten, you know, quite a couple, um, you know, graphic novel equivalents, um, you know, on my Kindle. Um, you know, there's a wide variety of apps and whatnot you can get that will let you, um, you know, enjoy the comics, even though, you know, on your, your tablet or, or e-reader or what have you. Um, and that's the route I go these days. Um, and that's worked out pretty well for me, uh, truth be told. Um, so that, I guess, is what I've got for you on comics, dear brother Eric. Um, I hopefully that hopefully that was good for you. Hopefully that was enjoyable for everybody else. Uh, if you got any specific questions, uh, feel free to hit me up um, at Cast Todd on Twitter or ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Um, outside of that, I am now at work and will let you find people go on about your days. Uh, until next time, I hope you all have a good one. And that's it.